listening to The Terrific Teacherpreneur, a podcast for teachers looking to grow a successful online business. Your host, Alex, was able to transform her Teachers Pay Teachers store from a small side hustle into a profitable full-time business. She now helps other teachers do the same. Listen along for actionable tips and helpful wisdom about business and marketing as a teacherpreneur. Here's your host, Alex. Hello and welcome to the Terrific Teacherpreneur podcast. Now this episode is going to be a little bit unusual but I just want you to bear with me because I do have a point that I'm trying to make and I really hope that it will resonate with you and give you some food for thought. No pun intended and you'll see why. (laughs) But today on the podcast I'm going to be really hitting you hard with an analogy and I'm going to be comparing running your Teachers Pay Teachers store and your teacherpreneur business to growing a veggie patch. (laughs) Now, yeah, like I said, bear with me here. It sounds strange, but sometimes I find that when you use analogies and you compare something to something else, maybe something in your real day-to-day life, it can really help put things into perspective. So yeah, let's talk about why your business is like a vegetable garden. And as I'm saying this, I know this is strange, but like I said, I do have an interesting point to make. So I want you to think about teachers pay teachers and running your business like a vegetable garden. So you have this garden bed where everything is. When you first decide to start your veggie patch, you're like, hey, I've heard that other people are doing this and it's really awesome. They're growing all this really cool vegetables that they're eating and it sounds really cool. So I'm going to dive in like, how hard can it be, right? I'm just going to grab some seeds, throw them in the ground and see what grows. I'm really, really excited. (laughs) But actually soon you realize that it is incredibly hard work to grow vegetables and it's not as easy as you thought it was going to be. Vegetables are kind of a lot like humans. They actually require a lot of of water, food, light, heat, sun, soil, seeds, everything and just in general a lot of time and care and I truly think that your TPT business is a lot like that. It is not an easy feat at all. So when you first start you decide that you're going to grow some lettuce because lettuce forms the basis of your salad. It's something you know you're going to eat lots of and it's super really important. It's healthy, it's great, it's perfect, everyone in your family likes it. Lettuce is pretty great. Now I'm just going to go ahead and say right now I'm talking about TPT here. (laughs) So lettuce is basically your Teachers Pay Teachers store and your content. So all of your products that you have, they form the foundation of your business. They are the thing that bring you money They are like basically what we're all doing. We're all here to make products to sell on TPT. That's pretty much what we're doing. Everything else is very much a bonus. So that's kind of why I've said TPT is a lot of lettuce. Now, when you first start, that's what you do. You sit there and you grow a bunch of lettuce. We all sit there and we create amazing products for other teachers that we want to sell to them. And that is how our businesses start. But before we know it, we have started growing other vegetables, You know, we really did just go into this thinking, I just want to grow some awesome lettuce. This is something I really want. And before we know it, we have got every vegetable under the sun. We are trying to grow a million different vegetables in our veggie patch. What happens is we look over the fence and we see that our neighbors are growing lots of different vegetables. You know, when you look at other TPT sellers on Instagram or Facebook, or you just check out their stores, 
we tend to see what others are doing and we get that kind of envy, that sort of, well, they look like they're doing something, maybe I should be doing that. Or worse, they actually tell us, like in Facebook groups, they say, hey, I'm doing this in my business and this, and they're talking really loudly about their vegetable patch and everything they're growing. And it makes us look down at our little, you know, limp little lettuce and think, oh, maybe I need to grow some more stuff too. So we go and we buy a bunch of seeds and we start growing everything else. We see that everybody has a gorgeous Instagram feed. Apparently everyone's on the gram. So that sounds really enticing. There we have it. We start growing ourselves these gorgeous strawberries. I feel like I pick strawberries because strawberries are just so juicy and sweet. And that's kind of what Instagram's like. (laughs) And we, we hear that everyone's got Instagram. So there we are. We're growing strawberries. And then we hear that, well, if you've got to have a Facebook as well, because you've got Instagram anyway, it's both social medias. And so then we start growing cauliflower. I don't really like cauliflower that much. So if you you can probably tell how I feel about Facebook. <laughs> but there we have it. We started growing that. We hear people say, hey, guys, you know what is really, really important? Pinterest. You need to have a Pinterest if you want to grow your store. And so we start growing some Brussels sprouts. Then we also hear that someone else has got an amazing blog and that's driving loads of traffic to their store. And so there we go. We're growing a bunch of asparagus now. And finally, someone else says, oh, you know what? All of the other stuff doesn't matter. You need to have spinach. Spinach is super, super good for you. Like you must have it in your veggie patch. And so, you know, we end up being like, okay, fine, fine. I will start an email list. Apparently that's like the must have thing I need to have in my veggie patch. (laughs) And then there's even extra stuff thrown in there. Like you guys know, I talk about product updating all the time. Like just looking after all the products in your store in itself is hard work. I'm going to just say that's like growing tomatoes. Okay. But here we have it. We have so many vegetables. The worst thing is that before we know it, we can't look after them all anymore. Like I said before, plants, vegetables, flowers, they all require a lot of work. They require you to be watering them every day, to be making sure they get just enough sunlight, making sure that they've got the perfect soil and they're being fed and everything about them has been tended to. Like basically like children, they are it's hard work. I actually don't know a huge amount about vegetables, but my parents recently started a vegetable patch in their garden and I hear their stories and it's actually really hard work. So yeah. So what happens is we have limited time. And so we do go out to our veggie patch at the end of a big, long, hard day. We're like, oh, I guess I've got to do something here. Um, I don't really know what to do. I guess I'm going to water this one. I guess I'm going to plant this one. I'm going to do that. And you do like this tiny little thing because you don't really have a lot of time. And before you know it, the vegetable patch starts to deteriorate. Things aren't growing. Things are growing slowly. Things are dying off and just not flowering, not planting, not doing very well. They're not flourishing. And before you know it, you want to tear your hair out because it feels like nothing is going right. You are failing at literally everything. (laughs) The truth is, as humans, we just don't have the capacity to take on literally everything. And that's the truth of it. So when it comes to TBT, even if you're full time, you know, even if you're super organized, even if you love batching and scheduling and everything, even if you're the most productive person in the world, it really truly is impossible to do everything. So the reason I picked this analogy, the reason I've been talking about growing a vegetable garden is because there's a lot of work that goes into it and there's a lot you have to do. 
for example, you need to water things all the time. And I liken that to being consistent on your various marketing platforms. You know, if you want to have a thriving Instagram or a Facebook or a Pinterest or a blog or an email list or whatever, you can't just ghost people. You have to show up all the time. You need to be on Instagram stories every day. You need to be posting to Facebook multiple times a day, apparently. You need to be pinning, obviously, every day. You need to be writing enough blog posts. You need to be emailing every week. There's a certain amount of consistency that's required for these marketing platforms. And if you just disappear for a week or a month or six months, you know, you start to struggle and your business starts to suffer or your marketing platform doesn't thrive anymore. And it does, it requires a lot of consistency. And that's a lot like having to water a plant all the time. And the truth is we just don't have the energy to constantly show up everywhere all the time. It's a bit like going out to your veggie patch, but only having like a little glass full of water and you're expected to water all of these vegetables. And I guess what happens is a lot of people use that little glass of water and they just try to dribble it all over over everything and get like a tiny drop of water on everything. Whereas other people do actually just try and grow one thing. You know, they'll just try and get that lettuce to grow and they'll just put all their water onto that or whatever. And I do think that's a good thing to think about. You know, are you spreading yourself too thin in your business? Are you trying to be consistent and do everything and therefore you don't do any of them well? you know, all of those vegetables flounder and die? Or are you putting all the energy and the resources and the time you have into one? Because then it can really flourish and thrive. The other part about looking after vegetables is it needs a lot of sunlight. So we know that a lot of plants need sunlight, but that's not something we can really control. You know, you might have an overcast day, you might not get a lot of sun where you live. I liken that a little bit to like social media algorithms, whether that's like the TBT ranking and the algorithm on there or it's the Instagram algorithm or whatever, it's something that's out of your control. It's something that you need, but it's not something that's really in your control. And that can be frustrating as well. So we've got a lot of things like you're expected to show up all the time. You're expected to compete with something and work with something that's out of your control. It's all really, really hard. And the final thing is in order to grow a vegetable garden, you need to have the perfect soil like you need to have this perfect base if you want to start and I guess I kind of liken that to when you're starting one of these platforms whether that's TPT or your Facebook or your Pinterest whatever you have to sort of set yourself up and just kind of get the ball rolling like to actually kind of get growth those first few months or years are really really tricky and that's a bit like with the vegetables same thing like setting yourself up for success is really really hard And like I mentioned, that thing about having the limited water, but trying to water everything, it doesn't really work. My dad actually really loves growing roses. That's one of the things he's been really trying to grow in his garden at my parents' place. And he struggles sometimes. He had a phase where he heard someone say, you only need to water them once a week. And so he started doing that and then they all died. But that's just the, that's the truth though, that when you're not consistent with something, things don't thrive so how can we combat that like what can we do I I don't want this episode to just all be me talking about vegetables (laughs) I'm hoping by now you've kind of gotten the idea of what I'm saying that your business can be a lot of work and by spreading yourself too thin and taking on too many different things you will tend to flounder at every single thing I mean you only have limited resources so maybe it's better to focus on one thing And now I want to really talk about what that actually looks like outside of vegetable analogies, but just in your business. And I'm going to talk about 
how this works for newer sellers, but also how this works for the more seasoned, experienced and veteran sellers. So no matter where you are on your TBD journey, whether you've been selling for one year, one month, five years or 10 years, whatever, I'm going to have some advice for you. Let's start off with newer sellers. If you have been selling only a few months, maybe a year, or even if you're in your first year or two, but you know, TPT is a bit more of a hobby or a side hustle for you. You don't spend a lot of time on it. You can just sort of consider yourself a sort of a newer seller. I tr- I've said this before and I will say it again. I really truly think that you should narrow your focus down to less things. We talked about with the analogy where I said lettuce was the basis for your salad. It was the important thing to grow and that's TPT. You're going to focus on one thing. Let that be your product creation. Let that be where you pour your heart and your soul and your energy. Because at the end of the day, if you don't have a store full of quality products, you're not ever going to make money. And it doesn't matter how much time you spend on Instagram or Facebook. So that's where you need to be spending your time. Growing your store, creating quality new products. Like that's a vegetable. I encourage you to go and grow. And the other thing is optimizing and updating your existing products. Like that's another great way to spend your time. Those are two things you can do and focus on 100%. I recommend everybody does that. And if you want to just do that, that is fine. That is okay. In fact, I encourage you to just focus on the important stuff. Focus all of your time and energy and resources that you have into those important things. Now, if you do have a little bit more time on your hands and a little bit more energy and you're ready to, by all means, go out there and and try another thing. Have one thing that is your thing. Maybe you love Instagram and you're just going to be an Instagram sensation. Like that's your thing. You want to show up on stories every day. You love chatting to your followers. You know, you want to be a success on Instagram, then just do that. Maybe that's not really your thing. You've never really liked social media and showing your face and stuff. You don't really want to be connecting with everybody. Maybe you'll just be making pins and maybe Pinterest is a thing you want to do. Maybe you don't even like any of these types of social medias or search engines. Maybe you're a writer and the one thing you're going to do is you're going to consistently blog and you'll be blogging every week or every month and that's the only thing you'll do. Or maybe you'll have just an email list and that's the one thing you'll focus on, but it needs to be just one. I mean, maybe two, but really, once you start piling these things up before you know it, you've got three, four, five things and you're back to having that giant veggie patch full of things you can't handle. So you need to think about what you enjoy, which of those things I've just talked about, which is the one you really love the most? You know, like, again, I know I'm talking about vegetables a lot, (laughs) fruit and veg and stuff, but like, what's the one thing you could eat every day? What's the one thing? that you're really passionate about and what's the thing you hate so when I was choosing the the vegetable analogy ones I was you know I was picking things that I thought related well to the platform like I picked brussels sprouts for Pinterest because I know some people really hate brussels sprouts so if you hate Pinterest that's okay it doesn't have to be your thing if you hate asparagus you hate blogging you're not into writing that's okay if you find Facebook like I do sometimes really annoying like cauliflower fine you don't have to do it maybe your thing will just be instagram you love yourself some strawberries that's okay you can just do the one thing so pick the thing or the one or two things that you love like you really enjoy because this is the thing you've got to spend the time on so it can't be something you hate and then you can also factor in a little bit of what's profitable maybe you have you know up until now you've tried a bunch of different things and you found that you know some of them are more profitable than others you found that 
when you actually make pins, you can see you're getting click throughs. But when you post stories to Instagram, it never brings you any money. So maybe you'll pick Pinterest because it's the more profitable one. That's okay. You know, look at what's enjoyable, look at what's profitable. But if you're a newer seller, the one takeaway I want you to have is I really want you to scale back. So you're just doing less because honestly, that's the only way you're ever going to thrive in this business. If you could do what is manageable and not try to do everything and not try to fail at everything because that's a horrible feeling and it really makes you want to give up. Now, for those of you who have been selling a little bit longer, let's talk a little bit about you, the seasoned and experienced kind of veteran sellers. You've been selling for a really long time now, quite a handful of years. You're making a fair bit of money. You may be a little bit like me. I have every single platform under the sun other than you know I don't really use Twitter very much but or TikTok but I, I mean I do kind of have all of the big five I'm on Pinterest Instagram Facebook etc so I'm kind of doing everything and I, I'm here to tell you I'm not doing all of them well like I said it's impossible to do them all well that's okay so if you've been selling for a while and you have all of those things set up I'm not going to go and tell you to ditch them if you've been, you know, nurturing your email list for the last five years, I'm not going to tell you to suddenly stop emailing them. If you've, you know, had this Instagram account for the last two and a half years, I'm not going to suddenly tell you to stop using it. You know, if you are a more seasoned seller and you've got a lot more experience, by all means, you don't have to quit any of these platforms. But there is something else you can do. You can be a bit more mindful of where you spend your time and managing your time. And that would require you to really dive into your data, looking at your traffic on TPT and seeing where you're making the most money. You know, what is your second highest driver of traffic besides TPT itself? If it's Pinterest, maybe that's where you'll spend the majority of your time. Or if it's your blog, that's where you'll spend the majority of your time. So you can just start splitting your time up a little bit more strategically and saying, I'm going to spend more time on the profitable platforms and less time on the ones that aren't as profitable. Uh, For me, for example, I get a lot of traffic and money from Pinterest. I'm not going to be ditching that anytime soon. It's my second highest driver of traffic. So I, I do dedicate time to Pinterest. Like I've said before, I'm not that into my Facebook page. So that's something that I'll kind of once a month schedule some posts and be done with it. So you want to spend your time proportionately to how much you're earning that would be my advice for the more seasoned sellers and the final tip I have if you have been selling for a decent amount of time and you you know you're making a little bit of profit in your business you've got some money happening there I think outsourcing is a great idea so if you're finding you just can't manage looking after all of these different vegetables it's like hiring a gardener to come and help you out and saying I don't have the time to do this but I still value these things and I still want to grow these things I still want to nurture them but I don't have the capacity to do so so I'm gonna have someone else come on board and help me out so my tip would be for you to hire if you aren't already hiring out and if you are already hiring is there something else that you could be hiring out is there more outsourcing that you could be doing because Yes, you might be someone listening right now that's never even hired a virtual assistant and this might be the push you need to start. But you might actually be someone that does hire a lot of people. You even have a team. But there is always room for growth. There is always room to scale and expand and grow even more. So looking honestly at your business, is there an area that you just don't like or you're not super good at or isn't super profitable? You don't really want to just completely quit it. You know, you want to still go with that thing but why do you have to be the one to do it? Why can't someone else, especially if you can afford to? 
I had a really eye-opening moment the other day where I realized that I was doing something that I both didn't really enjoy wasn't really good at and wasn't making me a huge amount of money and I'd always feared outsourcing it because I thought why would I want to outsource something that doesn't make me a lot of money that's not really good profitable return for me but then I caught myself I was doing it myself and I wasn't enjoying it and I wasn't making any more money doing it so it's like I wasn't making products or doing anything else profitable because I was doing that so I was like why am I doing this? Someone else could be doing this. And so that really motivated me to start thinking about hiring that area of my business out. I'm going to be looking into that because it's like, why? Why did I get scared of hiring it? Because I thought that would make me lose money, but I'm losing money by doing it myself. So yeah, hiring might be a really, really powerful thing for you to do if you're struggling to do it all. Okay, well, I hope that you have enjoyed listening to this episode like I said at the beginning about bearing with me if you have listened this far thank you for putting up with my talk of strawberries and asparagus I know that it's odd to have like a weird analogy about vegetables but I'm sure you kind of got the gist though that I was trying to say that running a business can be really difficult and you're trying to do too many things you're trying to juggle too many things and you just don't have the capacity to do so and that's something that's going to lead to that burnout and that failure really really quick so We need to be mindful of this. We need to think about it. You know, we're at the beginning of the year. Like, what's the rest of the year going to look like for you? What are your plans? How are you going to make sure that you create a thriving and profitable business where you can focus on just a few things, where you can thrive in just a few areas, maybe, or you can have someone help you, but you're not trying to fail at everything. That's kind of what it feels like sometimes. So I hope that this is kind of open your eyes a little bit, give you some food for thought on this issue and inspired you a little bit maybe to take action to fix it. I really just guess I want to be on here, TED talk, pep talk, calling you out on this and seeing if hopefully it can inspire and motivate you to make some positive change in your business. Now, if you are feeling that struggle in your business where you just feel like you've got too many things on your plate and you don't really know what to prioritize and where to spend your time and what to do and you're feeling like in that kind of crisis mode, I get it. (laughs) That's okay. I will put a link in the show notes to my coaching if you want to book a Zoom call or an audit or something and have that kind of one-on-one assistance. I'll be here to help or you can always send me a message if you'd like to or an email or something as well. I'd love to support you but my suggestion is You don't always have to find a solution, but it's good for you to start thinking about this and how you can improve in this area and what can you do differently this coming year. But I hope that you have a terrific day. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Terrific Teacherpreneur. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and review on your preferred podcast listening platform. We really appreciate that effort. Come back for more actionable tips and helpful wisdom in the next episode with your host, Alex. Until then.